So season eight is DNA technology. This is all about what we can do with the molecules that we learned and talked so much about in the previous uh, episodes. Um, so there are all these different techniques that I'm going to share with you that, you know, you don't really need, honestly, it's, it's for people who are like going into lab work, but I guess it's part of them can. So um, I'm going to talk about a couple different uh, techniques, all of which have some purpose that I want to kind of keep reminding you so you don't get lost in the itty bitty um, steps, because there are a lot of steps for some of these. Um, but they all kind of have some purpose, right? Why are we doing this? Uh, so we have gene uh, gel electrophoresis, PCR, we have some southern blot, some other stuff. Um, so I'm going to begin with gel electrophoresis. And in a nutshell, this tells you how long your strand is. Okay, you perform this to find out how long is this DNA fragment that I have in my hands or whatever, uh, or I isolated from some specimen. And when I say how long, I don't mean the relative length. I mean, it does tell you like, oh, this is 0.5 nanometers, but it tells you how many base pairs long this DNA strand. And that is pretty useful, right? Because the base, base pair sequence is kind of our, you know, genetic code. Uh, and so we can figure out, you know, how many base pairs and all that stuff. Uh, phoresis, that term actually indicates the migration of DNA fragments. Um, so gel electrophoresis is this migration of DNA fragments across a gel gel brick uh, in the presence of an electric field. So basically we're gonna be producing an electric field and that's what's gonna cause the DNA fragment to move. Uh, you can kind of think of it as like, you know, you have like a blob of string and then you take one end of the string and you kind of stretch it out in a nice clean line because it's easy to measure that way, right? That's, a, that's like word for word what we're doing here. The only thing is instead of grabbing it with your finger, you're using an electric field. Um, so I'm gonna go over the steps really quick and then I'm gonna loop around and talk about, uh, just explain some of the steps that need explaining. So really quickly, um, your setup or system is you have a gel brick. Okay, I want you to picture like a brick of jello, and then it's suspended in a buffer solution. The gel, by the way, is usually called agarose. It's a, a polysaccharide, that's not too important. Um, so you have this uh, gel brick in a buffer solution, and the buff the gel brick actually has these wells in it. They're called so they're literally not like holes because they don't span the entire gel brick, but they're they're like divots. Like if you took a spoon and took a little bit of jello out, but not all of it, that little divot that's left, that's what we have. And we only have it on one side. It's not on the. It's not covering the entire surface of the gel brick. So you have these uh, these wells that we call them or divots. Um, and so you, you're going to take your sample that contains your DNA strand, because you, obviously you're not holding the DNA strand in your hand. It's usually in an aqueous solution or something. You put that in the wells, um, and then you put your negative electrode on one side, on the side, the divot side, so close to the DNA strand. And then you put your positive electrode on the other side, far away from the DNA sample. And all you do is turn on the power, and that's it. That's actually the whole process. Um, and what basically happens is your fragments will migrate because DNA is negatively charged. Um, so this is one of the things that I want to explain is why does it move? Because DNA is negatively charged. We talked about this at length. The phosphates are very negative. The DNA is very negatively charged. So it's attracted to the positive electrode. So it's pulled by the positive electrode. And it's also pushed towards the positive electrode by the negative electrode. So we have it kind of being pulled and pushed in the same direction. Uh, and so this is kind of how the DNA uh, fragments migrate because of this electric field that we created. Um, one other uh, question that you might be wondering is what was the purpose of the buffer solution? Why do we need the buffer solution at all? Why don't we just do the gel brick, make it easy for ourselves? Um, and the reason is that the buffer solution, you, when, you, when you put your sample in the wells, um, 
to expose them to the buffer solution, you're doing that to control their pH, okay? Because buffer is really just a saline solution and it's present to regulate the pH. This is really important because when we electrify the system, electrifying something causes extreme pH changes due to the H plus and OH minus, uh, you know, uh, presence, right? That kind of makes sense because electric, you know, uh, you know, if you make an electric field, you're dealing with charge, right? And that's really all pH is, is H plus positive charge or OH minus negative charge. Um, so this is why we have to use this buffer solution to kind of regulate our pH. Um, and that's that's uh, pretty much the entire process. One thing is though is you might be want, you might be thinking like okay so if I turn it on, uh, how do I measure like how do we interpret the results? Uh, you'll see some strands that migrate very far and some that migrate very slowly. And one thing I want to tell you is if it migrates very far, that DNA fragment is very small. Okay, which and I I don't know I personally kind of thought the opposite. I thought well hey if it's a long fragment it's going to have a lot of negative charge so it's going to be very attracted to the positive and very pushed by the negative electrode. So won't that migrate very far? No, because well charge is a factor. Mass is a more significant factor here. So mass the the like longer fragments have a larger mass so they move slower. Literally, they're like fat. You know fat cows trying to move and they move very slowly. So if a fragment shoots across the gel, uh, that means it's a very small or short fragment, very, like small number of base pairs. So fragment size is inversely proportional to migration distance. You can kind of think of the gel as like this net uh, through which small molecules have no, prob no problem passing through and then large molecules are have difficulty passing through. Um, up until now though, this only gives relative lengths. Um, you know, one is longer than the other, right? That's all it really tells us. How do we find the actual measurements, like number of base pairs and stuff? You use what's called a DNA ladder. And I guess you can kind of visualize that as like a measuring tape for DNA. The best part about DNA ladders is we don't need to know much about them. It's not really a big content thing on the MCAT. They just threw it in there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a measuring tape for the DNA. Um, so now we know how to find the like exact measurements, the relative measurements. The one thing we can do though is how do you see it? Uh, and, the, and the way we do see it is we use a fluorescent dye. Um, ethidium bromide, which is ETBR, is a, a useful fluorescent dye. Remember that this was also an intercalator or intercalating agent, uh, which inserts itself between the two DNA strands. Um, I talked about that in a previous module. I just wanted to make a connection to an old... Um, Thing. So yeah, so that's actually the entire process and interpretation of gel electrophoresis.